Welcome to the Payroll Insights Podcast. It's Steve Bugner and Nina Scott talking about payroll. Hey, Nina. Hey, how are you, Steve? I'm doing well, doing well. Um, so this podcast, we wanted to talk about proven uh, processes and, and ideas that people can use to improve their payroll process, to improve their payroll department, accuracy, quality, all of that stuff. Um, and we've been doing this for a long time and we've learned sort of the hard way on some of these things, but also we've learned, um, you know, what are some good things to do? What are things that pay off that people don't typically think of? Um, and, you know, Nina's going to cover the payroll operations side of things. I'm going to talk more about the technical side of things, but we'll bounce back and forth between those two also, because Nina knows a little bit of technical stuff. I know a little bit of operational stuff and, uh, and I think some of these things are, are linked and integrated anyway. So, um, Nina, what are a couple of the things that you would tell people, you know, here are some things to do. Maybe typically they wouldn't think of to improve their payroll process. So, Steve, um, so ultimately, I think what you're asking is how do we simplify the payroll process? Because in simplifying it, we take the complexity out and we mm -hmm. improve the accuracy. Okay. Mm -hmm. And um, I think sometimes we may overthink it, you know, sometimes mm -hmm. you got to start. I mean, there's some great, there's some great automated solutions and blah, blah, yeah. blah, and, you know, all those stuff, but we need to start with some of the basics. Make sure we don't lose sight of the basics, which yep. are don't underestimate the importance of a list. Having all of the yeah. bunnies hopping in the same direction is extremely important. Have your marching mm -hmm. plans written down, signed off, step by step. Everybody uses it every time. Super important. Mm -hmm. um, going hand in hand with that is don't underestimate the importance of the huddle. It's so simple, but it's so important because what does it emphasize? Communication. So that people know what's going on. What are your problems? We can talk about stuff, especially in a remote environment now, because we don't have the opportunity to see people face to face and say, oh, by the way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it forces you to have to speak to each other. Now, mm -hmm. it doesn't. Um, it doesn't solve the problem of people who don't speak. But I think the more often you do it, the more uh, comfortable people will come and yeah. realize it's not it's not as it doesn't need to be formal. It's a hey, this is what I'm working on. Ah, this is, you know, all my problems I'm having with this. This one's giving me a nightmare. You know, mm -hmm. it, it's a it's about talking with each other. Um, mm -hmm. So to me, you know, I, I always go into organizations and it's the first thing I look for. Um, on a project, on a ongoing operations, on give me the list. And part mm -hmm. of that is, I mean, um, I might be a type A in blinking lights in big, bold font um, that jumps off the page at you. Yes, you might be. I am that person. <laughs> <laughs> might. Okay. I might possibly. <laughs> um, but don't underestimate that. It, yeah. it, that control, that organization, um, believe it or not, is comforting. You know, mm -hmm. think back 
to um, elementary school, what do they say? Children need structure. Not saying we're children, mm. but structure, methodical approach calms people, mm -hmm. makes it more comfortable, and simplifies, improves accuracy. Yeah, and we're talking about a repeatable process too that we're doing Correct. every pay period, weekly, bi-weekly, semi-monthly, monthly, whatever. Yeah, and so the the more you you document that and sort of follow a defined set of steps, I think is what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. um, you standardize the process, and yeah, I'm with you. Simplifying and standardizing are two of my favorite things with payroll. It's it's how you get an effective payroll. Mm -hmm. And and I think it moves from the firefight to the ongoing process. And I think mm -hmm. not only does it improve your processes, but there's also some psychological um, impacts as well. People are mm -hmm. more relaxed. They breathe easier. They're more um, even keeled. And as a result, quality improves. Yeah, because um, no one's guessing at what comes next. We all know what comes exactly. next, Because right? it's on the list. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah, I like that. Um, and then I know this one sounds a little cliche, Steve, but a way to improve pop, uh, payroll um, and simplify it is hire the right people. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Don't <true>. cheap out. <laughs> Don't cheap out underpaying mm -hmm. for resources because you're going to overcomplicate the payroll. They're not going to be able to do their job. Okay. Um, in which case increases in, um, inefficiency, it decreases accuracy. Um, so hire the right people. And some of those key things, especially in this area, are ensuring they have proper Excel skills. Mm -hmm. I am, you know, I use Excel all the time. Now, mm -hmm. I, I only have a very small bag of tricks in Excel, but my small <laughs> little bag of tricks does wonders, okay? Gets the job done, yeah. Really gets, you know, all the power of a vertical lookup and a pivot. Those are like, <laughs> that and maybe parsing right. comes next, you know? Those are, those are good um, tools, yeah. But those are those good tools for the analytical and the analysis that you need to do in payroll. But mm -hmm. if, I, I'm always amazed at how many people don't have those skills. And, and it maybe it's because I've, you know, grown up with them, you know, mm -hmm. in every job I've done. Yeah. But ensuring people have those good Excel skills goes a long way in payroll. I've known people who have, uh, yeah, sorry, I've, I've known uh, managers okay. who would put Excel skills on someone's development plan and say, you know, you're going to have beginner and, and intermediate Excel skills, you know, on this performance plan. And, and I think it works great. And a lot of companies have those um classes in their online training if you go look and even if they don't you know you can get that sort of training on the market on the open market pretty easily and pretty yeah it's easily. really valuable mm -hmm. and the power of google i mean i am you know i remember <laughs> the days when you couldn't like figure out how to do anything but if you needed to know how to do a function in excel man mm -hmm. the power of google and youtube is awesome um yeah. you can go very far with that um, mm -hmm. so don't, you know, but 
the days of people running hate machines, mm-hmm. not that you said you've seen those, but you know, the, the 10 key tape machines and yeah, they, those, yeah. they do everything by paper or they do it outside the computer. That's going to overcomplicate yeah. it because your proof of something is not in the system. You lose mm-hmm. your backup. Yeah, it's, it's funny you mentioned um, outside the system because whenever I look at payroll from a technical perspective, one thing I look at is what are people doing in Excel? Um, because a lot of times what you're doing in Excel is because your payroll system doesn't do it for you. Mm-hmm. and Or you don't have a report tool that will do that for you, which is one of my one of my tips is to get a good reporting tool. Um, I, I mean, I've seen com- companies, large companies even, I mean, 100,000 people and, and up <clears throat> downloading um, multiple reports into Excel or Microsoft Access, <clears throat> smashing the data together to get what they need. And it's because they don't have a reporting tool in their system that can do that for them. Um, so I'm a big believer in having a good payroll reporting tool. Um, where you can set up specialized reports once and it gives you exactly what you need. So you don't have to download it to Excel and, and start manipulating it. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, using that tool for the payroll department's own reports, right? For your control reports and whatever you need, but also letting HR and benefits and finance and tax use it, use the same thing also because they all have needs for payroll data. One of my pet peeves is, payroll running a report just because they need to hand it off to someone else. So, you know, if you have the right reporting tool, um, you can set up the report, give someone else the authorization to run it, let them run it whenever they need it, right? Because just running a report to send to someone else provides no value. Um, And so, you know, having this user-driven reporting tool and by user-driven, which means that users can also set up the reports, I think then you can decrease some of this Excel work you're talking about, right? Which is downloading and manipulating data. Not all of it, because you know there are some things you need to do. But um, that's one of the biggest things I see when I go into a company is people using Excel to finish sort of the last mile on a report because the system doesn't do it for them. Well, so I think what you're highlighting there is the importance of the Monday morning quarterback. Okay. Um, So you get through a milestone. Okay. You get through a payroll production cycle. You get through a quarter. You get through a year end or you get through a big annual bonus um, or a merit increase or whatever it is. Um, But the importance of doing the Monday morning quarterback after the event has occurred. I know you're usually on the ground just breathing deep, you know, breathing into the paper bag saying, thank God I made it through. But Mm -hmm. after you've made it out of there, have your coffee the next day. Think about what can I do to do that better? And Mm -hmm. to your point, what did we do smashing data together? What did we Mm -hmm. do manually? What controls could we have put in place to get ahead of X? how could we have been given the data better um, in a format that we can audit? Did we have to touch the data 
That's important too. Mm -hmm. Do we really need to touch the data or could it have been entered someplace else? I know that being a payroll person that I, I offer unique skills in the way that I pet the data before it goes into the system. But honestly, it's not that important. Okay. Mm -hmm. I know we feel we have to touch it and feel it and whatever. But don't, we don't have to. Yeah, I mean, upstream do you really? it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, we do not have to. I mean, upstream yeah. it and upstream it or put it in a, or get it in a way that you could absorb it with little or no human interaction. Give yeah. them the template that you can mm -hmm. up, absorb it into the system if there's security issues in terms of giving them access to you yep. to enter the data in whatever yep. format. But, that, but yeah, again, exactly. it's all around that Monday morning quarterback looking at each step in the process to say, can we do it better? Did we have to do it? What control can we put in place? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and yeah, I, I've, I call those post-mortem reviews also. It's kind of a little dreary, but <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's, you know, basically it's like an autopsy of the process, you know, what what happened? And one of the things that I see is, you know, sometimes processes go sideways because you had some bad data and you didn't know it until you got into the process. And so you had to sort of react to that. So my, my opinion is whenever you see bad data like that, let's, let's look at how did that bad data get into the system in the first place. And I like to create data entry validations in the system to make sure that we don't get bad data put into the system. You can't do this for everything. And, and you know, when things change retroactively, sometimes it gets complicated. But, you know, if you if you never shoot, you never score, is what I say. And, you know, if you take 10 shots and you score eight, that's pretty good. If you if there's two of them you couldn't make, well, you got eight, right? It's eight more than if you never tried. So mm -hmm. creating these data entry validations like, you know, certain payment types can't be entered for certain types of people, right? Um, maybe you don't want to allow tuition reimbursement on people who aren't eligible for it or whatever. I mean, every company has those, those things. Let's put those validations into the system so that when people enter the data or upload the data, um, that those validations are checked and the bad data gets kicked back out. Um, and, you know, this comes back also to standardizing this uh, data upload process, in my opinion. So um, you, you, there's no value for payroll to take multiple formats of data that people just throw over the wall to them, reformat it to get it uploaded. Come up with a, a standard upload template like you talked about, Nina. Here's the template. If you put it, if you give it to us in this format, we'll upload it for you, no problem. Um, and if you don't put it in this format, well, just put it in the format because we're not going to take it in any other format. Here's the format for um, uploading deductions. Here's the format for uploading payments. All sorts of things like that. But come up with a format and a process. Make sure that your data entry validations also apply to that process so that when people give you data, you can upload it easily and you can be assured that it meets all of your requirements. Um, I've even had companies who have given other departments authorization to upload payroll data. For example, um, a list of uh, safety shoe reimbursements, for example. 
So they would say, here's the payment type for that reimbursement, and here's the company code. And this person um, out at the plant has authorization for this company code and this payment type, and that's all they can do. And then they upload their data, and it's all under their control. And, you know, because I, uh, maybe you disagree, but I don't think that payroll has any value uh, added in that process. Um, no, their value is on the back end of it. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, ensuring, I've always said to people, you know, there's one part about uploading, but you need to make sure it comes out of the back end of payroll. Did yeah. it get caught somewhere in the engine not coming out, you know, due to a status change or, you know, if it's a deduction, they didn't have enough earnings or whatever mm -hmm. it might be. Mm -hmm. Our value is in the analysis, moving us yep. from a transactional to an analysis type of organization. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, no, yeah. I totally agree with you there. Um, I think payroll is always going to be transactional, really. But the thing is, 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 and this comes back to how you started this, which is your checklist, right? So you, you standardize and simplify and streamline that transactional process so that it's almost just ingrained in everyone, right? It's just what we do. And there's not a whole lot of thought and variation to it. And when you do that, you free up mental energy and your intellectual energy to focus on other things that have more payoff for payroll. Right. And then you move to the analytical. You move yeah. to yeah. Um, threshold. And what I mean by that is like threshold audits and mm -hmm. things along that nature, less about mm -hmm. the mechanism of getting the data in. It's more about ensuring the quality of it on the outside of it, yep. you know, the downstream yep. of it. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Um, the, one of the other things that I think we've kind of touched on a little bit, but we really haven't highlighted here yet is being part of other areas, mm -hmm. knowing what's coming, being part of the gang, you know, not being your own little island, knowing that something is happening, talking to people, getting out there, you know, Find out when the big stock vests are. Finding out when um, when um, a particular type of payment is made. Understanding the ebbs and flows of the distribution center to understand mm -hmm. how it impacts your payroll. Understanding the market and the sales organization and what impacts that may have on the the you know the payouts and commissions and mm -hmm. overtime and you know a big sales month may mean a following month big distribution center month you know those yep. sorts of things getting out and being part of the organization because payroll again is the vessel that other areas get people the money or compensation for what they do mm -hmm. um or benefits for what they for what their performance. So mm -hmm. understanding what they do impacts their payment. So mm -hmm. being a part of those organizations, and it goes back to that old thing about communication. Uh, don't underestimate yeah. the power of communication. Yeah, I agree. Communication and I'd add to that relationships, which is mm -hmm. really what you were talking about. Um, the successful payroll managers I've seen and in, in, in doing this for a long time now 
they are good at making relationships and building relationships with people outside their organization to impact their process. So HR benefits, tax, accounting, um, people in the operational groups, like you said, having those relationships so that you know they get sort of uh, early information and, and early participation really in things that impact them. I mean, it's, it's, it's critical. Yeah, it really is. Um, the one other thing I had written down in my preparing for this that I wanted to highlight, Steve, mm -hmm. is the power of organization. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is a good filing system. And I'm not talking about paper files because I'm not talking about, you know, having millions of pieces of paper. I am not talking about that. I am talking about electronic filing system. Having mm -hmm. a good way of where do you put your backup for um, for transactions? Where do you, mm -hmm. you put your audit? You know, having a good breadcrumb trail. Um, you know, Steve, I go into a lot of organizations at a point of crisis or point of, of need, and they're like, okay, help us, help us. And I jump in and then somebody will say, why did this person eight months ago get this? And mm -hmm. I'll be like, okay, guys, where's the source for it? Yep. Oh, I don't know. Um, okay. Why did you do it? Oh, um, they told me to. Right. Like, so there's no, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm with there's you. no rabbit trail, mm -hmm. you know, like little breadcrumb trail of where we can go to understand what happened after the fact. Um, mm -hmm. Because, and so having a good filing system will help you be able to go back over time in succession mm -hmm. planning and yeah. also free you up if other people can use your methodology, they know yeah. where to look. They don't need you to pull <clears throat> reports or pieces of paper or backup. They can go there, save emails, yep. print e emails to PDF, you know, um, make it IT's well, problem if there's enough space on the drive. You know? <laughs> <laughs> if it is uh... the source for why you're doing something, save it. This but is why I like logical format. This is why I like case management systems, Nina, because oh, I love them. Because you know, if uh, and and people complain because oh, just send me an email and I'll do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but if you have it in a, in a in a tracking system like a case management system or a ticketing system, which I know no no one loves tickets, but you know, tickets, uh, case management systems, things like that, are valuable so that you can go back and say, okay, here's why we did this. Here's who was included. Here's who approved it, um, and you have all of that. And I think it's really important. But yeah, it really used, is. Honestly, I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't see many people using that in payroll. It's send yeah. me an email and, and I'll do it. Yep. And then they make the entry and give no explanation for why the entry is in the system. Yep. So like there's yep. like in the memo field, it's blank. Yep. Alrighty. Yep. You know, <laughs> so <laughs> it takes time, but you really need to really, you know, re-emphasize that with your team constantly, mm -hmm. constant, yep. you know, encouragement on that. Well, and from a, from an IT perspective, my corollary to that is that, you know, we need to document our system changes. 
whenever mm -hmm. we change configuration and change system processes, we need to really document not just what, what we did and, and how we did it. I mean, anyone can see what we did and how we did it. We need to really understand why it was done. Um, again, like, like you, sometimes I get called in to do some firefighting for a client. Um, and, you know, everyone puts their payroll systems together differently. And so they say, well, we have this 401k calculation problem. And I say, okay, show me how you do it. Well, it's just in the system there. Uh, so basically I have to go in and sort of uh, reverse engineer how it's done and understand it. And then ask a lot of questions on why it's done this way and why it's done that way. Um, if you have that documentation, not only is it just really good for auditing purposes, but it's good for when you have turnover um, in in people, um, or when you bring in third parties like us to help out. Um, if if we can take a look at good documentation, then we'll um, be able to get up to speed quicker. It's also good um, whenever you change systems, right? People don't keep their payroll systems forever, so when you go to a new system, you have this documentation, and, and you can understand why you did what you did. It's just I think it's really important. Now it takes time, but um, Again, this is one of those practices that that I've found has benefited in the long term. Well, I think you're highlighting something else I had jotted down that doing mm -hmm. a little along the way always helps you out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and so it's in not your as daunting case, either, right? You do a little right. bit. Yeah. yeah. In your case, you're saying have the discipline to document it as you go. And I think you can kind of mm -hmm. springboard off of that and say, you know, do your auditing a little along the way, do a rolling reconciliation, do mm -hmm. um, looking for out of balances. And, you know, I always think about the quarter, but do a mm -hmm. little along the way so that when you get to the quarter, it's not so bad and yep. that you're doing things that you would do on an annual reconciliation on the quarter so that when you yep. get to annual, it's not so bad. So it's doing so bad. those little mm -hmm. um, steps along the way, it does take more time and it takes discipline, but it usually pays off tenfold. Mm -hmm. And if you can, you put it on the list or the production or the, the set of steps we take, it do, you don't even realize that it may mm -hmm. not be needed now. You're just so mm -hmm. into the habit of doing that control that you're yeah. making the long-term issue much easier. Yep, this is just how we do things. And yeah, I like that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, another thing that I thought about when you were talking about doing a little bit along the way is with um, system testing, right? So whenever we make a change in the system, we should test it. Sometimes, you know, we make a change and it might have um, impacts that we don't foresee. Last thing you want is to have a production payroll problem because you rushed in some sort of change or you didn't test it well. Um, and people sometimes are a little intimidated by my testing process because it looks so big. But like you said, if you develop it a little bit every time, each time you do it and you build it up, then it's not so bad. Uh, for example, um, creating some regression test cases for system changes, right? So um, if we talk about calculating overtime, we might have a couple different policies on overtime and, you know, we have some regression tests uh, 
that we create so that whenever we have a change, we can run the, these cases and we should get the same results or we should get the expected results if they're different. Um, but having a good change management process there for testing system changes, testing guidelines, approval and documentation is just really critical to make sure that we don't break payroll for one. And also so that, you know, we can audit changes um, so that we know who requested this and who uh, approved it. Um, it's good from an auditing perspective as well as a just a stability perspective. Um, and that's something you can you can build up over time. And uh, it's not something that any company is ready to go with, you know, immediately after implementing a new system. But, uh, you know, like you said, you know, every every time you do it, maybe you do it a little bit more, you add on to it a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And it's not. And you'll also get rid of a little bit too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, so you're always developing and, and changing. Um, one thing, you know, when I'm, I'm kind of reflecting on a lot of the things we said mm -hmm. here, S Steve, there's no magic bullet. Okay. There's not one mm -hmm. big thing that makes it all better. True. It's little baby steps and then look, you know, and don't, don't get disheartened by the baby steps because looking back on the longer horizon, mm -hmm. those baby steps put together are giant leaps in yep. improvement. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. And, you know, it's, it's very daunting to take, to, to go do everything all at once. So just keep building. And like you said, there's no, there's no secret to it. Just intention, right? Yes. <laughs> well, it's like most things in life, right? There's no secret to this. It just takes intention. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, we could probably go on with um, things for a lot longer. Hopefully we've uh, given people, I think we have, Nina, I think we've given them some good tips here. Um, you know, I would just encourage uh, listeners if they have um, any questions or if they have additional tips, you know, they could let us know. And uh, I think it would be interesting to sort of um, see what we don't know because there's always things I don't know. I mean, every time, every new customer I work with, practically every new customer, I'm learning something new, something I haven't Absolutely. seen before. Right? Always, if you can walk away with one gem, you're doing awesome. One gem or one thing not to do, right? Right. <laughs> Don't do it like these guys did. Gem it. of knowledge, not necessarily. <laughs> uh -huh. um, uh, you know, yeah. we'll, we'll have to to talk about that in the next podcast. Maybe what was the strangest payroll situation we've seen? Or the strangest payroll request? <laughs> oh, my memoirs. My memoirs. Yeah, anonymously, of course. <laughs> um. Yeah, Steve. The time went by really fast. I mean, I. I you know, I. I started thinking about the topic and I'm like, Ooh, what are we going to talk about? But man, we had a lot of good information today. So thank you so much for introducing this topic for us. Yeah. Oh, you're welcome. You know, payroll geeks, we can talk about this all day long. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I mean, I, I use that term payroll geeks in, in a very endearing way. I don't mean it to be derogatory at all, but um, you know, the payroll geeks are the ones who can talk about quarter end reconciliation for an hour and you're just getting started. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> and be animated about it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And have some good stories to tell. All right. Well, I think that closes this one out, Nina. Thanks again. This was great. This was fun. And um, looking forward to the next one.
Thanks, Steve.